So basically how it happened was my friend who lives on the street with her son who's the same age as Buzz phoned and said, I'm buying a dog, you need to buy the sibling. And my friend who also has a child, a nine year old child has bought the other sister. So we've bought all three. So we hang out together. The siblings hang out together all the time. So it's a sibling, it's a sister yeah. thing. And they're they on are, the heath last night at the kite festival. festival, And they got tangled up in a kite. Yeah, that was really The three of them were on one lead. So that was quite funny. That was quite funny. For, for us. We put them all on one lead. So we've started letting them off now, but we they were getting a bit hectic with the kids and the sandwiches and ice creams and stuff so we put them on one lead and they ran at a kite and just got completely tangled in the kite so we had to placate the uh yeah. the kite owner so yeah that's where we're she's amazing i've completely fallen for her and i don't know why welcome to i wish i was an only child with me rachel mason and me kathy mason where we speak to other siblings about the dynamic of their relationship so we can see where we're going wrong today we spoke to drag superstar cheryl hole and her sister soon to be midwife gina who's, who's the, the funniest me. Gina, without a shadow of a doubt. Go on, tell us. People say I'm a bit quirky or a bit eccentric sometimes. A bit? <laughs> <laughs> but I just think I'm me and I just go with the flow. Some people don't like it, they're like, what is going on? But yeah, I just think I'm a bit jazzy. That's probably the word I would use to describe her. Just a bit jazzy. Just, just. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just check the age difference? So I think, I think Cheryl's 28 and I think Gina's 22? 22, oh, yeah. Five years between us. It. I'll be check 28 it. in October. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> so not quite there. They've aged you. I know, that's not fair. That's the worst thing I've ever done. Give me the Zimmer frame. That's going to be taken out and that'll be edited out. Don't be silly. So tell us a bit about the family dynamic, about where you grew up, because that's quite a big age difference, isn't it? Do you know what? I don't yeah. think we've ever noticed the age difference. Like, obviously, when Gina was, like, growing up as, like, a little baby, then that was, like, the the main difference. But when she got to having, like, her personality and, like, playing games in the garden and stuff, I never really noticed the big age jump. And I think it's just as we've gotten older, we've got even closer and closer. Like, it's so funny because we've got an older brother as well who's two oh, years older okay. than me. So there's seven years right. between them. And we always take the mick out of him and really bully him because he's like, Richard. He's like the outsider. Oh, is he? What's he like then? Is he not like you guys? No. Normal. He's an he's, he's, he's just normal. That's the thing. He's a normal. He's oh. very sensible. Like, he has a son. So we have a little nephew. And whenever we see our yeah. nephew, we are just like the crazy auntie and uncle. We get him all fired up. We're running around oh. playing games. And feed him all Give him loads of sugar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there was a wedding recently. Recently, and all day it was just another fruit shoot perhaps and he was just off his head all day it had so much energy but it's it's fun we're, we're the fun ones and then he goes back to dad and he has like the tellings off and whatnot but no but I've never noticed the age difference really like Cheryl was saying when I was a baby probably more so but then as I grew up it was I would play Barbies with Cheryl and play dress up and do dances and then with our older brother I would do like the sports with him so for me I had literally the best of both worlds but yeah it was brilliant so the age gap hasn't really hasn't really been an issue ever haven't really noticed but were you all three I mean you two ganged up a little bit on your older brother right no. but you yes you can say that <laughs> yeah we still do it now any good example perfect any good examples from childhood though any sort of funny examples 
that you can remember? I've got a good one. So oh, okay. I wasn't actually born when it was ha- when this happened. I was six months in my mum's belly. So my mum, dad, obviously two brothers. My mum's like, we're going to Wembley, big day out, whoop, whoop, whoop. And <laughs> they lied to our older brother and said they were going to a football game to see England play at Wembley. It wasn't. Oh. It was a Spice Girls concert for Cheryl. <laughs> So, and I was in the womb just dancing along. My mum said I was kicking the whole time. So clearly I was having the the best time of my life. And I love the Spice Girls now. So everything worked out. But yeah, I did feel, looking back now, I probably do feel a little bit bad that my mum did do that and lied the whole time. That's terrible. That's unbelievable. He was a child. It was fine. He probably doesn't even remember. (laughs) He doesn't remember last week. He's got the worst memory in the world. Like he'll go, Richard, uh, what did you have for dinner uh, yesterday? He'll go, oh. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But how does he feel about you two? Is he ever embarrassed? No. Because Rachel's very embarrassed by me because I'm quite a bit more voicey than you. Yeah, you're quite So she's really embarrassed by me. Yeah. I don't think he's embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. Something's changed. Something's changed with him recently, hasn't it? And he's suddenly getting more, like, quirky like us. And, like, he'll sense funny voice notes we'd be like hey hey," and stuff like that and we're just like what but it's so funny because we he he does like some odd things like he'll he'll be in a restaurant he'll go i'll have a macchiato (laughs) but like why are you saying it like that it's It's just normal but it's just to us we're like what is going on what's 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 wrong with him so it it's a bit infectious you're lightening him up a bit right i think i think because he's been around us because he yeah. lives two minutes up the road as well. We're all on the same estate. So he can't oh, escape us. That's uh, lovely. It is really nice, to be fair. And where are your parents? Where are your parents? Ten minutes Five minutes down the road. Well, then? They're not far right. either. So, <laughs> we're very different on, like, our gauges of distance and time, aren't we, Gina? <laughs> I'm like, because I said two minute walk away. You said 30 seconds. I said 10 minutes up the road. You said five. They're all wrong. (laughs) But you're obviously a close family. Do you get together a lot? Yeah. As a big group? Yeah. yeah, Like, our parents are separated. But, like, for example, I FaceTime my mum every other day. I'm like, mummy, I miss you. I just love chatting with her. Mm. And then our dad, we try and see him at the weekend and we go to the pub all together, have dinner. So we do try and meet up as much as we can. I'm basically at Luke's house or Cheryl, all the time anyway. Like I said, I just trot up. I'm, I'm getting a key cut as well, because I'm just here oh, all the time. Wow. Makes sense. I'm feeding the fish soon as well. I'm, I'm just here all the time. I'm a, I'm a lodger, a permanent lodger. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is the Do world's think- reopening, so, like, we're mm. hardly home these days. So when we're at home, Gina's always up here doing something, or I'll just message her and be like, do you want to have dinner with us? Yeah, I'll just trot up the road. Love it. Do you think you could ever work together? No. 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 Why? Cheryl, that was very clear. Why? No, Why? We both have very big personalities. And we we do clash. Do you? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I love and adore being around my sister, but in a fun social setting, in work. I'm not going to say I'm a bit of a monster, but, like, things have to be done. Mm. They have to be right. Like, I'm very OCD. Like, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So... The last thing I want to do is taint a, like, family relationship by bringing in a working relationship. Saying that, my fiancé works with me 24-7, so ruin that one. Oh, I was going to say, that's a bad <laughs> Well, let's see how move. that goes. You're not married yet, right? So... Roll on September. It'll go wrong. <laughs>
Hello. Hi, Hi Judges. <laughs> okay, I see how it is. <laughs> Here to Judge is the new weekly podcast from Little Wonder, where we dismantle predicaments posted online. Featuring fruity dilemmas from Am I the Arsehole on Reddit to Am I Being Unreasonable quandaries on Mumsnet. Join me, Priya Hall. Me, Robin Morgan. And me, Leila Navarbi. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Apple, or Spotify. wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever. <laughs> Go on. I was just being like your hype man. This new episode every Friday. There must be something we can use. (laughs) So, as kids, did you, in terms of your parents, were you both competing? Because you're quite big personalities in that sense. Were you competing for attention with your parents? I'm not including your brother in this because I'm presuming he was just chill all the time. He was, Yeah. yeah, he was just off doing his sports and his cricket and whatnot, doing his own thing. Um, I wouldn't say we were competing for attention. For for a very long time, we both went to the same theatre school on a weekend, and that was kind of like our thing. I Mm. suppose I kind of felt like I had to try a bit harder because it came so naturally to Cheryl. Like, from, what, like, three, four, he was always the lead role in every single production. And I was almost there. Like, I was almost the lead role, and I never quite made it. Um, So, yeah, in some ways, I feel like... Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. (laughs) Always. How did Always. that feel though, Gina? How um, did you deal with that? I would just try harder, I suppose. <laughs> I would just keep doing the auditions and whatnot. But no, it was still good fun. It was something we had together. We would rehearse our lines. Um, and I was always happy for him. But sometimes I was like, oh, God, I'm never, never the star here, am I? And everyone was always so proud of him. But then I have my things now that I'm good at. And so it's What are fine. your things? What are your things? What's your path? Well, I'm going to uni in September. I'm doing that later on in life. Obviously, I didn't go when I was 18. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So now that I'm Mm. doing that, I don't think anyone kind of thought I was going to do it because I was very anti it. And now that I am, they're like, oh, my God, like you're you're actually going to university. So that's quite a a cool one for me. But what are you going to study? Midwifery. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so complete change for me because I've only job that I've ever really done is either in property or retail mm. so it's all like customer service I hated all of them so yeah, yeah complete change for and me. And how did you make that jump? I always wanted to do it but it was again a confidence thing for me growing up I was like oh I just I'm not smart enough oh I can't do it oh I'm scared to go to uni what if I fail and all of this and like I say with Covid and stuff I was just like what am I doing with my life like this is not what I want to do had my furlough and then I text my well not text them I emailed my work and I was like um I'm leaving I'm handing in my notice and then I went back to college I've just finished that Mm -hmm. so yeah going to uni in September. That's really brave don't you think? Cheryl you must be really proud I'm ridiculously proud like I remember when she first did that and I was just like go for it like life's too short to be second guessing every single move you Mm. should just be in the driver's seat and just go full force down the motorway because I'm very fortunate in the sense that I've always known what I've wanted to do every moment of my life like I think the only Mm. time was when I graduated uni and I didn't really know what path I wanted to do and then I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason you've just got to let everything Mm follow out naturally and it wasn't until I was just sitting in the re- the restaurant that I was working in going you need to go put a wig on your head and then lo and behold I got into drag and the rest is history obviously and the rest <laughs> is drag yeah what 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 makes you two you, so you were very close growing up what makes you really laugh together 
God, right, what I've got one. Make us laugh. <laughs> yeah. God, so I was go. I I had a very stressful start to the year with a few projects I was working on, and Gina, like my my fiance Hayden, would literally message Gina like, "God love him." Like he couldn't, he couldn't do anything to get me out of my funk, and that's something that Gina does just gets me I know out what you're of my say. funk. <laughs> so <laughs> she she came up to our house and was just like cheering me up, and then we we have a I'm not going to say its name, but that device that has a name that you speak to and it does things because I don't want to set her yes. off. But they she went. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Play Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. <laughs> so we're then dancing Aww. in our living room. And we're like, <laughs> she, she was on the, the sofa at the time underneath the weighted, weighted blanket. Because Gina's 22, <laughs> but she's she's also 82 at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, I, yeah, she's I got, wise, isn't she? Yeah. She's wise. Yep, so yep, yep. she was like Grandma Georgina in um, Bloody Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate and the Factory <laughs> <laughs> underneath oh, the blanket. Lovely. And she's dancing to Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. I'm dancing around the coffee table doing laps like it's a bloody Olympic track. And she's on the sofa going, waving her arms and like from the waist down, an 80-year-old pensioner. <laughs> and there's a video There's a video of her that always makes me die every time I see it. It's just her pissing herself laughing, going, Heaven Must Be Missing Angels. <laughs> Oh, but if oh, either of you have problems, is the other one the first person you'll turn to? Probably, yeah. Yeah. We FaceTime every Cheryl. day. Yeah. Cheryl, well, there was a, a pause, pause there. there. Pause. Yeah, there was a pause yeah. actually. Come on. <laughs> well, no, you, you, between Hayden and you, you are the first ones I go to. Like, obviously, for things that I go straight to you, and then other things I go to him. Like, for me, yeah. mm. I've got that. I've got that perfect balance. Like, you would always yeah. come to me because Jamie's useless. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend. Oh, is Jamie your partner? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's amazing, but sometimes he just doesn't know what to say. He's a typical bloke, you know, and he's very just says it how it is. And sometimes as a girl, I'm like, I don't need to say it how it is. I need I need support and nurturing and come to the gaze. And... <laughs> yeah, go to the gaze. <laughs> always. <laughs> And, and I get that. But yeah, I do get support from my boyfriend as well. But just certain things, I'm like, there's no point. Just going I'm there. I'm just, just pulling. Just I'm, go straight Jamie's here. a lovely boy. I'm just pulling your knickers. I know. So do you like each other's partners? You like yes. each other's partners? You, you, oh, yeah. <laughs> we yes. go on like double dates. And like Jamie, Jamie and Hayden will always play like on their computer games and talk shop about yeah. football, and that's that's not that's not me in the slightest. We both and me hate and Gina football. Like, Whenever they're playing, we're like, "What's going on? I don't, I don't understand." <laughs> but yeah. they have their fun together, so it's great. And then we just annoy them. Gina, Gina does like. Sometimes I worry about Gina that she's got like mild Tourette's because she just comes out with like the most like random like noises. Like we we during the lockdown three because we've had so many lockdowns, we used to go on like hour long walks and we'd walk past like dogs and she'd be like, oh look at the little beep beeps, and I was like, what's a beep beep? And she'd be like, a dog, it's a little beep beep. And then, what was the noise that you did earlier, just before we jumped on the podcast? That you, she was like, "Oh, I'm scared they're going to abandon the podcast because I'm just going to be like." Oh, what's I don't the know. Wee woo, wee woo. I don't know. It's something like that, probably. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. It's like in my brain, you know, that monkey with the the 
things that chime yes. and you bang them yes. together. That's what goes on in my head all day. I just hear these things and I'm just like, oh my God, all no one day. else knows. Well, not all day, but most of the time. And I'm just sat there and I'm like, no one knows what goes on in my head. But she then also sometimes hisses. it just comes out subconsciously. No, well, yes, I do. Hisses. I can't even deny it. <laughs> Why do you hiss that? Because we wanted to ask about bad habits or weird habits. So what is that? Gina, what is that? <laughs> I can't no, Sharon, you're going to have to explain. Yeah, right, this is what we love. <laughs> she's she's hot under the collar. She's all flush. Um, honestly, come on, Cheryl, step in. She, she if she doesn't like something. So say if I'm being honest and real with her, being like, no, you're talking to Jamie like a piece of shit. She'd be like, <laughs> and it's like really, she, yeah. And she'll like if we, if she's driving and like somebody cuts her up, she'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> That somehow makes you feel better, does it? Um, well, Jean, I suppose what... it's just my little thing. I don't swear at them. I'm not being um, abusive yeah. or anything. They don't know I'm hissing at them. So it's just my little... <laughs> it's... I don't even know why I do it. I can't even explain it. You're probably like, oh, my God, this lady's crazy. But no. It is, it, that's unusual. So, OK, do you know, what about Cheryl's weird habits? Um, Any that you... Um, Cheryl's on. looking terrified. I'm a perfect little angel. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I wouldn't say perfect. God, I must sound like such a weirdo. I can't even compete with the hissing for something with you. He drinks something very odd for breakfast. That's what I've noticed. I want to know what you're drinking for breakfast, Cheryl, because it looks what like something from a fun fair. Oh, oh, OK. Oh, you oh, both got... Yeah, of course sorry. you both... Sorry. Coffee. It's just <laughs> coffee, isn't it? I did a little <laughs> coffee run. <laughs> yeah, OK, when I mean, think that's it totally like fine. Like tutti-frutti or something for breakfast. Um, uh, yeah. That's strange. Strange thing, coffee. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, sorry. weird. Weird. I don't do that. Um, but are you completely honest with each other? Is there any areas that you will not talk to the other about? Um, you were very open about your we're... sex life the other day. <laughs> I never thought we were going to get there. Oh. Obviously, I don't go into nitty gritties yet. To be fair, I never thought we would delve into that part of our lives. But occasionally, we might say oh I haven't done it in ages or, oh god I'm, I'm, I finally did it the other night like I say we don't go into details <laughs> but we are very very open and there's mm. no secrets or anything like that so just lay your parents, on the table your, growing up were your parents very open not really no, no. not not about their relationship no <laughs> so I think that just sort of yeah. flipped the script for us yeah yeah, so, so for they, us, they we've, were... we've always just been like, we'll talk about anything. I'm a, I'm a very open book. I'll, I'll chat shit all day, every day. I, I mean, that's why I love doing podcasts, because I can just yeah. gossip yeah. and talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it happy childhood together, growing up? Oh, ridiculously yeah. happy. I think, I think for us, um, I was at that more mature stage when our parents separated. So I was in year eight at school, whereas Gina was, what's eight minus five? One? I was eight years old. So. Okay. So, yeah. um, yeah. she, it, it, it didn't come as a shock to me, but to her, it was a bit like, what was going on? But like, mm. the writing was on the wall for me. Like, I could see it. So it was like, okay. That's cool. So, like, every other weekend, we'd be at this one, then we'd be there. Actually, I think when they first separated, we were at Dad's every weekend, weren't we? Yeah, it was Monday to Friday, Mum's weekends at Dad's. 
and like it was just fun for us right so it wasn't traumatic and it's, again did you feel protective towards Gina because you, you were that bit older you understood it you said it it was kind of on the cards I don't think I was protective I think it was that initial shock and then she was fine I think when she mm. realised how I was all right, we got, got a cat after, so that was a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> our dad's allergic. Thing. Oh, so. yeah, our dad's, our dad's allergic. Oh, oh perfect. Right. So it all worked out. As soon out. as he moved out, we went straight to the pet shop and it was the best day ever, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> so were there many... I wanted to ask about childhood pets. Did you have anything before the cat? No, because the dad was allergic. No, any other pets okay. before the cat? Because uh, we have any fish? Who, you know... We had some fish. No, I don't uh, think... It, it was before your time we had fish, because I named them all after the Spice Girls. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you you were not of age yet to really appreciate the Spice Girls, but I, I named mine Baby, and then there was the sporty one, then there was... Uh, <laughs> scary etc etc but other than that we didn't really have pets i'm i I don't know what it is i'm not really a big pet person i just Mm. i'm i'm a lot of responsibility and i don't think i can take responsibility for another thing as well (laughs) yeah what about nicknames for each other (laughs) i call cheryl (laughs) lukey dingle what what's that a reference to so we used to go Cornwall every year when we was like younger. That was like our childhood holly, ho- holiday, sorry, place in the summer. Um, and I was a baby or very, very young when this nickname came about. And as far as I know, there was a van that drove past where we were like staying and it said Lukey Dingle on it. And then we were like, oh, Luke, look, Lukey Dingle. And then it just kind of stuck. So he's now just Lukey Dingle. It's a weird one, I know, but... I'm going to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I'm going to jump in. So it was every time we were driving into Cornwall, there was a house that had a big like sign next to the house as advertising for this person's plumbing business. And it was Luke Dingle Plumbing. So oh, obviously my, my real name's Luke. So my mum would be like, oh, Lukey Dingle, plumber. And I was like, I'm never going to be a plumber, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Me twirling on the beach so to Spice mom. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's how Luke Dingle, Lukey Dingle came and like Dingle as an, a nickname came around. But I called Gina, and this is a very recent nickname. I called Gina Bing Bong <laughs> because we used to have Why? a doorbell. <laughs> We used to have a doorbell that sounded like Big Ben and then it reminded us of that girl on this morning that wanted to be the new bell for Big Ben and she was like, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. I don't don't know. Do you not remember that? that? Right, okay, go onto YouTube when we finished recording and go watch the girl that wants to be the new Big Ben. And like it's ridiculous because she sits on the sofa. And she she like, was a very young child, and she's oh, like, okay. "Bing bong, bing bong, <laughs> bing bong, bing bong." So when Gina comes in, I'm like, "Bing bong." <laughs> it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like honestly, BBC Three really needs to pick up like a fly on the world documentary of us, like Big yes. Brother, cameras on the walls, like just capturing mm. us being at our absolute weirdest. Just Lukey Dingle and Bing Bong. It would be amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm guessing you're never embarrassed by each other. No. No. What's there to be embarrassed about? Even walking around the high street and we're like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's... Yeah, no. It, it, yeah, Rachel's always yeah, embarrassed. I am, I am. Let's not go into it. So what, what, what are you... What? Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. So what was your best childhood holiday? Do you have any good childhood holiday childhood memories? Childhood holiday. I would probably say Cornwall. 
Cornwall because we went surfing. It was a place called Harlem Bay. And again, so I'm quite sporty. Our eldest brother, Richard, he's very sporty. Luke, not so sporty. But <laughs> Luke, very good at dancing and whatnot. So we went to this surfing place. I was like, oh, yes, I've stood up. I'm doing it. Felt like someone out of Charlie's Angels. Richard stood up. Luke, the whole time, flat on the board, as if it was a boogie board. Just couldn't do it. And the pictures <laughs> are just phenomenal from that holiday of us trying to do it. Um, so that was quite a good one that I can remember. But again, I was quite young. I was probably, I don't know, nine so quite a while ago but well we went to Cornwall every single year until I was 14 so that was like religion every August we'd go to the same villa the same place go to the same places like Padstow and whatnot there was a place called the Shire Horse Centre which is now called Creeley's and it was like an adventure park but I remember one year I spilt my Calippo lolly down me and I used to be petrified of bees and wasps and everybody used to take the piss out of me because I was like this flouncy little boy, like very fruity. And I was like, the bees, the wasps. (laughs) And my nan had to run to the gift shop and go get me a new T-shirt, which was yellow, which also draws bees and wasps to you. So the entire day I was like, the bees. I'm Kiri Pritchard-McLean and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Who Are You Wearing?, where I talk to gorgeous people about how and why they wear the clothes they do. Tell me what you're wearing right now. <laughs> a big orange jumper. A pair of dungarees. A button-down shirt. And I'm also wearing a back support because I'm 35. A black shirt with gold leopard skin shoulders on it. And a Fitbit. It just buzzed at me saying, get up and walk <laughs> around, please. A plain black hoodie. Just a black hoodie. And this beautiful black hooded top. <laughs> a colourful headscarf, colourful earrings. A pair of socks with Liam Gallagher on. A pink suit. And a tie that I actually wore for my wedding. And my slippers, because obviously, you know, we're working from home, aren't we? <laughs> but the slippers, they are pink and fluffy, so, you know, I think we can get away with that. <laughs> so, subscribe to this new weekly podcast and get ready to listen, laugh and cry as I ask people, who are you wearing? Gina, who's your hero? Because you mentioned Charlie's Angels back there when you were talking about surfing. Please don't laugh. Alexander O'Neill. He is my hero. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Please tell us more. I told you she's an old soul. (laughs) Yes. I am really an old soul. So when I was younger, um, and this is going back to when VHS tapes were like all the rage, my dad came home from the city one day, hard day at work, and he was like, I've got a present for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was uh, the best of Lionel Richie's biggest hits on VHS tapes, and it was like all of his music videos. And I'm just standing in the lounge, just like bopping along. And then as I got a bit older, bear in mind when I say older, I mean like about six years old, I was introduced to Alexander O'Neill as well. And I was like, oh my God, he is just the king of R&B, the king of soul. I've never heard a voice like it. And I'm just, well, I can see Cheryl laughing. <laughs> I'm just well and truly obsessed with him. And I, I literally, I'll go on YouTube and be like, Alexander O'Neill, live hearsay tour, 1989, and, and just watch it all. And I'm like, I wish I was born 40 years ago so that I could have been there and appreciated it. But yeah, that he is my... Uh, my idol. <laughs> yeah, he's my hero. Well, Gina works in a shop. Sort of... 
and honestly, <laughs> the story she tells me, she's in charge of the music, so she'll go from like the mm. High School Musical soundtrack to Alexandra O'Neill, the full album, to take that and it's just like what <laughs> like, i would never most... play take that luke don't lie i hate take that <laughs> oh <laughs> right not okay. a fan of gary cheryl... barlow <laughs> no uh, uh, cheryl hero it's got uh, to be cheryl cole uh, girls allowed cheryl yeah i think i think gaga as well but do you know what i think yeah. any any strong female artist that inspired me through mm. my childhood is a hero to me because they really shaped me into the person, the artist that I am today because there's something so fantastic about a female that is so strong and doesn't give up. Mm. Can we swear on this podcast? Yes. Yeah, you can say but anything you want. You can even say give the C word. Oh. <laughs> We're dropping the C bomb left, right and centre. No. But like any any female that doesn't give a fuck about male energy, I absolutely love and adore mm. and I think just needs to be absolutely shone a light on because there's too much like I'm I'm a cisgender male, but I live I live mm. fluidly through my gender identity through my drag and really everything mm. that I love and want to celebrate and uplift about females and women I get to do through my drag and just really live my girl, girl group female pop star fantasy every time I'm in drag. Mm. That's I was amazing. absolutely obsessed with Kate Bush as a child. She I was love because she Kate was the oh, she's like, she's like beyond because she broke the mold. She's the one who just was, you know, she just she got me through a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot That's of amazing. shit. So talking about shit, we've read that Cheryl <laughs> Talking you... about shit. Sorry, talking about Back shit. To me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Cheryl, we we you we were talking about in terms of research that you were bullied at school. At primary school, I primary think. Primary school yeah. were you bullied? Is that right? So mm. yeah, when I was in year six, I think that was the cusp when everybody was getting to realise that, you know, er- Everybody is different and unique, and sometimes that scares people. So what do they do? They're going up and pick on the people that are unique and individual. Mm. And like from the jump, I was 100% me. There was no denying that I was this little fabulous creature that just wanted to twirl and dance Mm. in the the, the playground and pretend to be Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But (laughs) it was in year six that everybody started to like gang up on me. But I think that gave me the thick skin to go into senior school and go, I don't give a fuck. You can call me names, you can say whatever you want. I know who I am. I'm confident and strong in who I am. And the minute that people realize that and it doesn't affect you, they stop. And like, yeah, yeah, it totally. can break you down a couple of times, but mm. when they realise they're wasting their time because what they want to do totally. is not working, they go, oh, okay. So that's why during senior school, yeah, I had a few moments in senior school, but I had thicker skin and uh, the acne to go with it to go, I don't give a fuck. You can try it, <laughs> darling. You can piss right yeah. off. That's an amazing way to respond to yeah. bullying. That is incredibly rare but did it make you very protective of Gina because if you had a shit time when you were at primary school did you sort of worry about her going through any of that Gina always had that air of confidence about her like Mm. I was I was a very confident exterior and I sort of had imposter syndrome because I wasn't as confident in social settings inside so like 
at theatre school, I was in my element. Around my family, I was in my element. But, like, in a new group of, like, say, for example, I got invited mm. to, like, one of the boys' um, party, birthday parties at school. And then there was a new group of boys there that were like, who are you? Like, mm. in year five. I'd be like, Ew. but then I'd amp up the confidence to 120 to compensate. But Gina always had... 100% confidence in her that I wasn't really worried. I knew I had the, the skills and the tools to teach her to be like, this is how mm. you deal with this, this is how you deal with that. And I think having older siblings is great to helping the younger siblings totally. I've always I've always wondered what it's like to be an only child but then again you sort of navigate that with your friends totally. more if you don't have the siblings to bounce off of yeah totally. well we totally. both have we both have only children and the only thing is I don't think either of them can deal with conflict very much because I think Gina you have an air of calmness about you do you think like a, <laughs> very much so actually do you not think no I do I think you have when you said about her having the confidence at school I can sort of sense that you do definitely have an. What you mean is like an inner calm, so energy, yeah. but a, a... I'm not talking about. It's nothing to do with energy. It's like an inner. It's like the wise that you talk about, Cheryl. Yeah. You say she's sort of got a wiser head, an older head. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, that's probably. Is why. that just because she sleeps under a weighted blanket and likes <laughs> Alexandra O'Neill? Then yes, yes. I'm very chilled out, very chilled person. I just think. Well, I only stress, or I try to. I, I need to practice what I preach sometimes, but I only try and stress about things that are genuinely things that concern me in that moment. I used to mm. suffer with anxiety quite bad, like a few years ago, like on and off. And I just got to a point where I was like, why am I worrying about things that, one, sometimes hadn't even happened? I've just conjured up scenarios in my head. But no, as a child, I was just, I was very headstrong in some ways like where Luke did get bullied some people knew that I was his sister and I did get bullied a bit myself because of it and they would be horrible to Luke but I just would not have any of it they would call him like a faggot mm. and a girl and this mm. and all of these horrible things and even as a child I was just like what the fuck are you on about like obviously I wouldn't spare when I was a child mm. but like I was yeah. like yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. just ridiculous I was like why are you having a go at me mm. because my brother is happy with who he is. You're clearly not happy yeah. with who you are because you have to pick on someone else. So you're the one with the issues. And I think going back to our other brother, Richard, he taught me a lot of that as well because not to be uh, have conflicts with people, but to just be proud of your family, protect each other mm. and not take any shit from anyone because people don't deserve it. So when I was going through school... Yes, I had people pick on me, but I, I just wouldn't have any of it because I was like, there's no need for it. And I just, to a certain extent, didn't really care because I knew that I loved my family and whatever they was going to say to me, it, it didn't matter, you know, so... But that's an incredible yeah. level of, of, you know, I think you might be Buddha. I actually think maybe <laughs> I do love a bit I of think... yoga and whatnot, so... Oh, OK. When have you ever done yoga? I have a yoga mat in my house. But have you done it? <laughs> uh, a few times, yes. <laughs> Do you? Have you ever hated each other? No. No. Not no, hate. Honestly. I've disliked him very much at times, but I can honestly never say I have hated Cheryl, ever. We we bicker like there's no tomorrow, but like that's any family, that's any siblings. Like, I think I think for the queer community, it's 
very it's very prominent to have your own chosen family because there's a lot of people that get pushed away for their identities from their mm. biological families that they have to build up a brand new totally. circuit of family but I'm very fortunate in the sense that I have a chosen family and I also have my real family mm. that are just there no matter what and I think friends can be so fickle and they come and they go but these people have been there from day one and they'll be there till the end and I think having my sister literally down the road there my brother over there and my family like 10 minutes down the road it's so fantastic mm. to me because things things are busy things are mad we've gone from being locked in our houses to then suddenly everybody thrusts you out the door because they want to see you again so mm. Mm. i'm i'm trying to get that balance back again yeah. with my work at the moment because it is really hard but it's just so great to s literally walk through the door and have Gina burst through the door five seconds later being like, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> it's a comfort. So can you, your rows, is there any rows that you can remember, that you can tell us about, that were ridiculous? Oh yeah, I can remember one. So this was when we lived with our mum, still at home, and I had one of my friends over, and I, I can't even remember what it was about, but uh, Luke just got very, very annoyed with me, was not having it, and it was a very hot summer's day as well, might I add. And he had a glass of Coke in his hand. And he just got so annoyed that he stood over me and just poured the whole thing over my head. And then I had no. wasps chase me. He's saying about wasps, no, but I had wasps. That's awful. I know. And I was just sat there in front of my friend. I was like, uh, what, what do I do? I'm sticky now. <laughs> and I was just... But again, probably five minutes later, we were absolutely fine. Yeah. I would have I'd... ruined her for yeah. about seven years yeah, if she would have paid that. for that. But... Why did you do that? I don't. I don't remember. But my my thing is, it's like I'm I'm the nicest person you will ever meet until you cross me, and it takes like three yeah. wrong buttons pressed, and it like activates like Hulk mode, and I'm just like, don't mess with me, don't cross me, and it's it only really comes out these days when people mess with the people. I'm protective of so I will just yeah. go to, from yeah. zero to a hundred and be like don't mm -hmm. fucking dare do that and mm -hmm. I, I remember once I was having an argument with somebody and they were like I've never seen you like this I went yeah don't fuck with mm -hmm. me and don't take the piss out of me yeah. because you don't fuck with me and my crew yeah totally but but Gina have you ever been scared of Cheryl if, oh. when you've seen that side of you oh been yeah definitely I think anyone if they're like shouting and you've never seen that side of them and then it comes out it's like if me and my partner have an argument even though I'm very headstrong sometimes I'm like a little mouse and I'm like oh my god please don't shout at me like I'm so sorry <laughs> but no I have been scared not that I think oh he would ever like hit me or anything like that but it's just like oh no, my god yeah, like yeah. the shouting you just it's not the person you know in some ways and then like I say five seconds later it's turned off and he's back to normal so I'm like oh, okay it's fine again but yeah in that split moment it can be a bit triggering almost and you're just a bit like oh my god this is this is not who I know but but I can't imagine what Gina would do to wind you up I genuinely can't imagine Gina winding yeah, but as anyone kids, up we yeah much no, I know but still she was it could be like anything could be ludicrous yeah, no, yeah exactly it's one of those things that like everybody everybody has those things that just really like gets them and wind them up and it just everybody has like their hulk moment if you will like I'm I'm very like a calm happy person and I just think mm. 
it just one small thing and I'll be like, no, no, no. And then another thing and then another thing. And then I'll go from, I couldn't tell you the last time I had like a full on Hulk moment, but yeah, mm. it, it's, it's very few and far between, but when it happens, you don't want to be in the same room as me. <laughs> but I want to know what irritates you about each other. So what would set those things off? Is there something that just really irritates you about the other? Cheryl um. first. I don't think there's anything that truly irritates me. Sometimes she's a loud eater. So like when we're eating dinner, I have oh, to put the an, TV on. In the, I have to put the TV on in the background <laughs> just so I don't hear. I'm like, Jada, close oh, your mouth. Annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's about it. Yeah. I wouldn't say this is a very rational thing that annoys me, but when we was younger, and this is again because of Cheryl, I had this irrational fear, please don't laugh, of salt and vinegar crisps. And... <laughs> They are his favourite flavour and he has them all the time. And every time he has them, I'm just sat there and I'm like, oh, cringing so bad because I'm like, I, I just feel like I can't be around Chris. And when I see the way he eats them and then like all the salts on his fingers and I'm just like, oh, I can't deal with it. There's just something about crisps that just well, salt and vinegar crisps like, freak me out. But I'm, I'm getting over it. I can just about eat one crisp now of them. So. Is it, and is it just salt? <laughs> so, yeah, just... it's just salt and vinegar. We drove to Disneyland Paris. And we're on the Euro Tunnel, and obviously it's like a very long time sitting in your car waiting to come out the other side in the Euro Tunnel. So I open a bag of crisps in the front seat, and she starts hysterically crying in the back seat. So I'm stood outside the car eating my crisps until she calmed down, and then I get back in the car just because she doesn't like bloody Walker's salt and vinegar crisps. Is it the noise? What is it? But it's the salt and vinegar as well, so where's that come from? Yeah, no, it's the salt and... I, do, I honestly do not know. It's just something about those crisps. Like Maybe it's the smell or something like that. Because I can eat other crisps, and it's not an issue. I love crisps, love a Pringle. Pass me a Pringle, I'll eat the whole thing. But it's just salt and vinegar. And th like I say, they're his favourite, and he has them all the time, and I'm just like, oh, like... I just can't be around him when he eats them. They make me go a bit funny. It's probably the Disneyland thing. It's triggered something in my brain. I really don't know. But it's like I say, it's the most irrational thing I think I've ever heard all in my life. But I just can't explain it. Like, I probably need to see a therapist or something like this because it's just crazy. But <laughs> She could yeah. never do a tour at the Walker's factory, could yeah, she? No. Very weird. <laughs> Right, yeah, so you just just say it again. I don't know how else to explain a podcast to a ghost. Just explain it again. Uh, you listen to it, and we talk to people we like. James Acaster. Yes. Sophie Duker. Yeah. Nish Kumar. Yes. Rosie Jones. Yes. Izzy Sutty. Yes. Darren Harrier. Yeah. There's loads. You listen to them. They tell a spooky story that they've heard about Spooktown. Some of them are horrible little liars. Yeah. It's that simple. I don't understand how you're not getting it. It's really rude. No, oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. What? Well, it's not a ghost, it's just a smudge on the mirror. Oh. I still don't really know why I didn't get it, but... I thought you explained it really well, Ed. Thank you, guys. Welcome to Spooktown. Hey, it's wherever you get your podcasts. No one's judging. Wherever you get your podcasts, you bloody listen. If you want. Who is the happiest? I'd say me. I don't th I don't think you can really define happiness and be able to answer truly because there's lots of things in life that bring people joy and make them happy but you could be you could be the richest person in the world and be the most miserable man in the world you know mm. so like 
there's I'm I'm not a materialistic person. Think things and objects and money does not bring me joy. What makes me happy is knowing the people around me are looked after, protected, happy, safe mm. and well. And I think being given this platform and this opportunity through Drag Race, I've been able to look after my family. Like if Gina ever needs yeah. anything, I'm able to look after her. If she drops me a message, like the amount of things that she will be conversational and she'd be like, oh, I really need this. And I go straight onto Amazon and get it delivered straight to her house because, and she mm. goes, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, no, yeah. because I just, I want to make sure I'm a provider and I really want to make sure mm. that everybody mm. is living their best lives. Like I always put myself on the back burner, <laughs> which is, is not yeah. a bad thing, but also I have to remember to look after myself. But then I have people like my fiance Hayden that are looking out for me and then Gina always lifts me up when I'm down because I do go through ebbs and flows of being happy and then not being so happy but that's just natural in life isn't it yeah exactly exactly I think it's weird I think it's we're all aiming to be happy 24 7 and that's not what the human condition is you can't no, be not in the anyone slightest. can be so and if they are to aim at. we just have to give know, me the pills <laughs> I was just going to say they're definitely on drugs, definitely. So that's what, so Gina, you were, because you immediately said you are happiest. Is that because you a bit, you don't have the highs and lows quite so much? Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because I definitely have highs and lows. Like, like I said before, like I've suffered over the years with my anxiety, depression to a certain Mm. extent. So I've had my ups and downs, but when I have my highs, they're so high that the lows don't even seem... Like, they're there because it just... In my head, I'm like, I'm just so happy. Don't worry about that low you just had. And I just try and erase it. So when I say I'm happy, because more or less I am happy all the time, but obviously like you guys were saying, we're only human. Like if, if someone mm. was happy all the time, that's not, that I don't no. think that's physically possible. It's not. And like, I, I get very stressed out about things like, like I said, I'm going to uni, I've got a lot of changes in my life, new jobs, getting a second job, I just moved out of my family home, well I say just to move out six months ago, so it's a lot of changes happening at once, but no, it's it's all good changes, they're all really amazing things that I'm really grateful for, so yeah. The... What, what were your parents, because I'm thinking you're both very positive, you sort of seem to twist things around, so I'm, were your parents very positive or how have you become this positive? I think my dad, he's such like a joker and always sees the light and everything. And even like when bad stuff's happened, like recently our nan passed away, so his mum. And even then, he he really didn't want us to see him at his lowest. And not that he would make a joke of the situation, but he was trying to see the light and everything. So I think we get a lot of that from our dad and just try and be as happy as we can see the good things of the situation it's like when we talk about our nan that was like oh remember when she did this oh it was so Mm -hmm. funny and things like that it's like we we can't dwell on all the sad things obviously we have our sadness but then we Mm -hmm. just remember those good times as well our mum bless her heart she is a lot more of a worrier she's definitely a worrier but I feel like we try and ground her a bit more and we're just like it's fine we we always call her she's like a little delicate flower bless her like one petal falls off and she's just like all over the place but no she's yeah she's very much a worrier but she's so calm and chilled out but yeah we I'd say a lot of what we get from our dad I like positivity you Gina specifically are very 
uh, you're very much like dad. Like you'll you'll jump straight to the positive and try and avoid worrying and the negatives. Whereas I'm like the hybrid of both. So like it'll be like the absolute extreme of just making a joke and light of every situation to then absolutely going like stressing balls to the walls about mm. the smallest thing mm-hmm. like me me yesterday i was being picked up by a taxi after finishing my photo shoot and i couldn't find where the taxi was and i'm like on my phone trying to find the details and hayden's going calm down and i'm like i need to find it. he's trying to get us <laughs> so like it's little things like that that people don't realize like i i get really like worked up and stressed out over like the smallest little things but like the big things i'm like yeah that's fine like going out on stage to 2500 people at the troxy i'm like yeah it's fine let's go yeah, out yeah, let's yeah, have yeah. fun but you're very very driven aren't you you're just very driven from listening to you on various podcasts you really are you know you're very focused and driven i think i always have been my entire life i think mm. i've always i've always had like an older sense around me i don't think not that i didn't really have a childhood because i really did have a childhood i'd play i'd have fun Mm. but when it got to like the serious stuff in life i was always like let's knuckle down let's get this done let's because like life life is too short to be not taking every moment and every opportunity that Mm. life gives you so i'm I'm very much a hard worker, a grafter, and I've never in my life been given anything to me. I've always been either second-guessed or been passed off for certain opportunities that have fueled me to go harder mm. and fight harder for these opportunities. And granted, I was very fortunate out of all the drag queens in the UK to be one of 10 on the first ever season of Drag Race UK. That was a huge opportunity, but the three years that I worked prior to starting in drag yeah. to getting on the show, I was hustling. I was in nightclubs and bars six, seven mm. nights a week, just letting people know I was there, offering to perform for free, doing turns, doing shows, because I was like, you're not gonna get anywhere sitting on your ass waiting for people to go, oh, we saw you perform three months ago. Do you wanna come yeah, to exactly. a show? Nothing mm-hmm. in life happens to that. If you want things to happen, you need to get out there and do it. And I think, that's one thing I pride myself on is just really absolutely going for it. And even now, like, I could be a bit more select with the work that I take on. But no, I an email comes in, somebody goes, we'd like to work with you. Would you like to do this? Of course I do. You want to come to mm. little old me and work with me? Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. there. Let's make it work. So what was it like watching uh, Cheryl do that, Gina, watching that kind of drive and that, you know... At the beginning, it was such, like, almost a shock because he took me to Cambridge to see one of his gigs and this was quite early on in, like, as his career was sort of picking up pre-drag race. And I was standing there, I was like, oh, my God, like, people have paid to come and watch my brother Mm. just like lip sync, do a little dance, little number. And I'm like, this is, this. it blew my mind. Not that I think, <laughs> why would people pay for him? It wasn't that at all, but I was like, oh my God, like he had fans, he had a, a, a fan base and people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, is he, is he your brother? Is he your brother? And I'd be like, yeah, like he's my, he's my brother. We're going to get a, a, a McDonald's later. How can I help? Like just little things like that. Oh. It just never registered in my head that like people genuinely were almost like 
obsessed with him you know when people have like a cult yeah. fan following mm. especially now like occasionally i still get tagged in stuff on um like instagram or whatever like oh my god your brother's amazing oh my god i made this collage oh this that and the other and i'm just like okay like he's just my brother it's absolutely fine but it it, it was so surreal watching it for the first time and I was like oh my god because I was one of the ones that like helped Cheryl in the beginning with like makeup and things like that Mm. not that it probably looked great because drag makeup is so different to obviously like girly makeup but it it was just amazing seeing from what he was then to to now and obviously his fans growing it was it was incredible such a proud and you've never envied that you've never envied that Rise no, because I think what's the point in envying your yeah. family? Why be jealous of them? You want to be proud of them. It's like I can't imagine he's sitting there going, "Oh, I envy you. You get to deliver babies. Oh my God, I'm so jealous." Like it's he's just proud of that. I'm doing my achievements. Yeah. So I'm proud of his achievements as well. And like I say, I get to go to the shows. I get I'm, to experience. I'm jealous it. of the gas and air. <laughs> yeah. But no, he has his things, which I'm proud of, and vice versa. So I would never be jealous that he gets to do these things because he's worked hard for it so on that note Gina is there anything you'd like to say to um, Cheryl that you've never said before I'd probably just say thank you I don't think I've ever actually said oh thank you for this thank you for that because you just it's family it's what you do but he genuinely has been my best friend since I was like a little bubby growing up playing our little it was always brat styles because we were sassier brats are much sassier than barbies but we would play that together do our dress up <laughs> be like mum do our dance routines do this so he made me the person who I am today yes our little dance in the kitchen <laughs> so yeah I'll just say thank you for just being my person that I can always go to throughout my life that's lovely Oh, Cheryl uh, please don't forget to retake the recycling out <laughs> on tomorrow, please. Here we go. Yeah, no, that's I'm it. He was like, I'm out of show. <laughs> I'm joking. No, honestly, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's just saying thank you for always being there. Like, a lot of people put, like, pressure on support being financial and stuff like that. For me, support is just being able to pick up a FaceTime call when I want at like mm. three o'clock in the morning like sometimes she'll FaceTime me at like nine nine o'clock when I'm literally about to walk on stage and we'll like laugh for two seconds and I'll be like I've got to go thank you so much and that, that will just get me in like an absolute mindset to go so like again thank you for just being the the rock support and uh life and soul of the party Gina oh it's all right <laughs> This has been a Little Wonder production. Logo artwork from Kathy Mason. Voice from Melanie Walters. Music from Rodri Viney. With special thanks to Beth Forrest, Steve Pickup, Sam Roberts, Henry Whittacombe and Joe Williams. Other podcasts from Little Wonder include Here to Judge and Welcome to Spooktown. Subscribe now on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Rach, we've got ten minutes. Yeah, okay, sorry. It's I know. not we've got ages, to get, oh, I've got to go to the loo, make we need, a coffee. Can you give us some more light-hearted questions? No, Rachel, Anyone get any fine. good ideas? I've given you loads.